Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. They're harmonious in the sense that both endurance and perseverance along with strength and power are roommates of sorts. They live together, they go together, they work together. Endurance is the strength in the difficulty and perseverance is the power to press on and get through the difficulty. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Colossians. God will only give you that which He knows you will use for its intended purpose or His glory. Pastor J.D. Farag says the secret to answered prayer, any prayer that you pray that brings glory to God, well, that's a done deal. You need to remember to ask God for things you want and need. If it's His will, you can have whatever you ask for. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Colossians chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Colossians chapter 1, our text today is going to be verses 7 through 14. You can follow along with me as I read. The Apostle Paul is writing to this church that he's never been to. We talked about that last week, very interesting. And begins by the Spirit of God in verse 7, saying, You learned it from Epaphras. We're introduced to this man, this godly man, who it appears was the pastor of this church there in Colossia. Paul writes, Our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and, verse 8, who also told us of your love in the Spirit. I really like this guy. He's talking about them behind their backs, and it's good. He's not talking stink about them. He's talking about them as being these Christians who have faith, and these Christians who have love, in the Spirit. Now verse 9, Paul says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that, verse 10, you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. And I want you to really pay attention to verse 11. He goes on. This is what he's praying for them. And he's praying continually and specifically this for them. Verse 11 being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. And, verse 12, 
giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For He, verse 13, has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. (laughs) Oh, let me catch my breath. Did you notice that was one very long sentence up to about verse 13. So I know you probably tire of me saying this, and I know that I say this often, but this is another one of those places in the Word of God that I've really been looking forward to. And the reason is because of what the Apostle Paul writes to them concerning what he has continually and specifically been praying for them. This is one of the most, to me, magnificent prayers in all of the pages of Holy Writ. There's many prayers that are recorded for us in Scripture. And to me, this is one of the most beautiful, powerful, as we'll see, prayers in all of the Bible. Paul, very interesting and very specifically, prays that they would be strengthened with all power, pretty much covers it, according to His glorious might, in order that they might have great endurance and patience. Well, that's interesting. It begs the question of, why would Paul specifically pray for this, for them? I mean, if you think about it, Paul could have certainly prayed for any number of things for this Colossian church, but he prayed very specifically for this. Why? I would suggest that the answer is in verses 9 and 10, where Paul asks God to fill them with the knowledge of His will, and to do so through all wisdom and understanding. Notice, again, very interesting, the words that the Holy Spirit inspires Paul to write. Wisdom, understanding, strength, power, endurance, patience. Would you agree that those are the very things that we ourselves want in our lives? Then in verse 11 he prays that they would continue being strengthened. This is a continual process. It's 
really emphatic in the original language. It kind of carries the idea of being constantly strengthened and empowered. These are not (laughs) the same to be strengthened, to continually be strengthened with all power. For what purpose? You can be strong and have power to conquer. No. You can be strong and have power to do all things. No. What is the purpose of? The intended purpose of? Where are the goalposts for said strength and power? Oh, it's for endurance with great patience. That's the purpose. I was thinking of it this way. God will only give us that which He knows we will use for its intended purpose, which ultimately has to be for His glory. This is, by the way, and I use this word uh, carefully because it's been sort of hijacked by the world, the word seek. I know Arabs shouldn't use the word hijack in a, you know, illustration, but the, the, the secular world has hijacked this word secret. But this is the secret to answered prayer. Jesus says that any prayer you pray that brings glory to the Father, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. If it's God's will and it brings God glory, you can have whatever you ask for. Which might explain why it is that You've prayed for something and God hasn't answered it. Maybe it wasn't for your good or His glory. God's not going to answer a prayer like that. It has to bring Him glory. And this is what Paul is saying. This is God's will for you. It's God's will for you because it ultimately, in the end, brings God the glory. I suppose you could say, that God knew what they needed more than they themselves knew what they needed. Now I know that that sounds like a firm grasp of the obvious, right? I mean that God knows us better than we know ourselves. But I would venture to say that more often than not, we act like we know better than God. We know what's best for us more than God knows what's best for us. This is what the Colossian Christians needed more than anything else by virtue of the great hardship and difficulties that they faced on a daily basis. Make no mistake about it. They struggled with very difficult circumstances in that early church in that day at that time. And much like we do in our day at this time. And so too is this true for us. Such that one of the greatest needs we have, especially in these the last days, is for strength, power, endurance, and I'll add perseverance and patience. Do you want that? 
I do. I'm coming to the place in my Christian life where I cannot go even a moment without it. God, as only He can, has ever so gently brought me to that place in my walk with Him, where I'm realizing that I am completely and totally dependent upon Him if I have any hope of enduring the trials, the hardships, the difficulties of this life, and they are many, and they are many, especially in these last days. I was thinking this morning as we were praying in our prayer meeting before first service about the prophet that spoke to King Asa about how the eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro throughout the earth. And what is he searching for? He's searching for hearts that are fully devoted to him. Why? So that he can be strong on their behalf. He is their strength. But he's looking for a heart first that is completely dependent upon him, relying on him for his strength not operating in the strength and the energy of the flesh. It's that coming to that place, and bear with me on this, because this is something that God has been ministering to me so powerfully just in the last week. I'm rereading a book that I have in my library. I've lost count of how many times I've read it. It's a great devotional book. It's written by Roy Hessian. And the title of the book is The Calvary Road. I don't recommend this book for the faint at heart. Uh, It's very intense. Example, and this is what God's been ministering to me and dealing with me concerning. We are so strong in our own strength. And the eye remains unbroken, stiff-necked, obstinate, stubborn, full of self, full of pride. But God, again, He's a good shepherd. He's very gentle, but He breaks us. And that I becomes a sea as we are bowed and broken and living for Christ in the power of His might, in His strength. I'm ashamed to say that for most of my Christian life, I've been walking with the Lord for over 37 years, it was the I life. It was operating in my own strength. It was a work of the flesh. And oh, I have so many Ishmaels to show for it, if you will. And here all along, God has desired to do this work in the power of His might. And He was but searching to and fro, looking for that heart that would say, Lord, not me, you, not I, but Christ. And that I would break and bow and humble itself. The reason I share all of that is because that's what hardship does, doesn't it? 
Would you agree that this is why it is that God allows hardship and difficulty into our lives? He's not being cruel. He's actually being very loving. We were talking about this on Thursday night where we're in the Psalm, Psalm 119 actually, and how it is that God, again, as only He can, is able to bring you through suffering, through pain, through hardship, through tragedy, through trial, bring you through that fire without being burned, bring you through those waters without being overcome and drowning. And when you're on the other side of it, you look back on it, and as painful as it was, you would never trade what God did in your life for anything. You actually find yourself thanking God for that painful trial, and it was so painful. And the reason you can thank God for it is because of what He did in your life. That's what Paul is praying for them. This is a dangerous prayer, by the way. You know how it is when you pray for patience? I can almost <laughs> hear the angels given charge concerning me. Say, don't, 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 don't pray that prayer. Did he? You didn't just do that, did you? Yes, he did. He just prayed for p- patience. Okay. That is my will. That is what I want, and that does bring glory to me, so you got it. Now watch what I'm going to do. And so God is going to bring patience into my life, but He's going to do so by way of the trials in my life. I hope you'll kindly allow me to share with you how God does it, why God does it, and the purpose for God doing it. I suppose you could say, this is the purpose of that trial, that difficulty in your life, the one that you brought to church with you today, and you know what I'm talking about. And God knows how hard it is, and God cares, and God sees. And don't think for a second that God isn't doing a deep work in your life, producing precious fruit that can only be produced in and through that painful set of circumstances that you are going through. This is how God strengthens us in and through the trial, and it's that which God produces in us by way of the trial. Namely, that of strength, power, endurance, perseverance, and patience. Now, we need to first define and differentiate between them, because it does seem that they could be seen as synonymous. They are not synonymous. I think it would be good to see them more as harmonious, and I'll explain what I mean by that. 
Strength is not synonymous with power. Endurance is not synonymous with perseverance. And the product, the end product, what it produces is patience. And oh, by the way, it's a fruit that grows. Galatians 5, you know it well. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, meekness, patience, self-control. It's a fruit that grows. And it takes time, and it takes fertilizer and water. And it has to be nourished and fed in order to grow and bear fruit. And have you ever noticed that you'll never see a mango tree grunting, trying to produce fruit? That would be really weird, wouldn't it? You walk by a mango tree and it's like, I've got to I got to be stronger and, and produce more fruit. No. It takes time. I'm sorry for the silliness of that. <laughs> See trials as the fertilizer that grows this fruit. See trials and hardship and pain and suffering and difficulty as the fertilizer, the water, the miracle grow, if you will, that produces endurance, perseverance, strength, power, patience. So they're harmonious in the sense that both endurance and perseverance along with strength and power are roommates of sorts. They live together, they go together, they work together. Endurance is the strength in the difficulty and perseverance is the power to press on and get through the difficulty. You see how they work in concert? One with another. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how do I get this strength and power to endure and persevere and produce patience in my life. Because we've already agreed, you've already agreed, we have witnesses, we actually have camera documentation that you all agree that you want this, right? The book of Colossians was written long ago to followers of Jesus. But the truth it conveys is relevant to your life right now. As with many of the early churches, false teachers were plaguing the Colossian church, and false teachers try to derail people today. They use pieces of scripture to sound legitimate, but often these passages are taken out of context and lack the love and truth intended by the author. These false teachers can be difficult to spot, but through studying God's Word and staying connected to Him, you'll have the ability to see them as the deceivers they are. We pray you continue to study God's Word for yourself, even after our time with you today on In Spirit and Truth Has Ended. 
If you'd like to keep listening, we do encourage you to visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Our audio library is available in the archive, or you can also take these teachings on the go with our mobile app. Find links to download at our website or search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store. This app is a great asset for your time of study. Not only will you have Pastor JD's Bible teachings, there's also helpful links and access to the latest editions of Pastor JD's weekly Mideast Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor JD takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to prophecies in the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. These messages are new each weekend and will help you put world events into an eternal perspective. That's all we have time for today. Join us next time for more from Colossians right here on In Spirit and Truth. Truth.